This episode is sponsored by Mint Home Loans. With mortgage interest rates nearing all-time lows, now is the time to see what options you may qualify for. Make Mint Home Loans your trusted partner for all your mortgage needs. In today's times, your money matters. Shop local with Mint at 410-458-6847 for any home loan questions you may have. Welcome to Life's Tough. You can be tougher. I'm Dustin Planholt, your host. This is a show about life and purpose. It's about the stories we all have. Everyone, when you think about it, well, they have a story. Yet some of the people we read about or see on TV, their stories seem, well, impossible. It seems like the basis for a movie, because it is. Our guest today, LB, is a Seattle, Washington native. She is the co-founder and president of Bell Hall Talent, a full-service talent agency which represents talent in Hollywood. She has developed a reputation for being one of the most aggressive and tenacious talent representatives in Hollywood. Let's bring her on. LB, welcome to the Lifestyle Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. How are you? We are wonderful today. And I must ask you, LB, you are in an industry that is ruthless, it is brutal. And yet every time I've dealt with you and the people you represent, you seem to shine. How do you do that? Tough skin. You have to have a tough skin in this industry. Um, and then one of the cool things is I like to be a silent beast killer <laughs> because I smell a lot and I do a lot of things and I'm a, I love to negotiate things. So when people see me and they just say, Oh, this innocent or this young woman, I'm almost 50 years old. So, <laughs> so when they talk to me and then they realize, Oh my God, she's pretty intelligent. Oh my God. She knows her stuff. It kind of changes the paradigm here. And then I started, I slowly get control. Um, so that's kind of what I do. Now, That's how, my little inside secret. So how did you become an agent to begin with? Like, were you born into this? Was this like family, you know, like the, part of the family lineage or how did you get started? Okay. So funny story. My mom um, was an actress, producer, writer. So I, and I'm a triplet. So we grew up in the industry. Um, I didn't actually get a title until um, I started managing my younger brother and I helped him put on a, uh, an upfront and another agent was there and she's like, oh my God you should be an agent. You're amazing. Um, Angel, Angel Conwell, I believe was the actress. Um, so we put on this whole upfront for a show that Bentley, uh, Kyle Evans does is family time. And I took control. I did what I always did with mix, um, as being my client, we dated for like 10 years. So I was around him in the music. So I kind of just knew this stuff and I was always helping people. I just never had a title, if you will. And so the industry as a whole, I mean, in this world of COVID, is it surviving and how's it doing? 
We are doing amazing. Like I just closed a $50,000 deal uh, on Monday, right? A series regular, all episodes produced. So we are still existing. We are still moving forward. The only thing is we're learning how to be fluid in COVID, if you will. So even though production has shut down on certain areas, that's because we're trying to find the workaround. You know, with a lot of people um, being exposed, you want to make sure um, that they're safe. And for us, we'd like to make sure our clients are safe and um, as well as production. And so how do you develop relationships? I mean, people around the world right now are are struggling in their own world. So how do you branch out to get into somebody else's community or collective? What does it take to succeed? Relationships. I I would say previous relationships is what it's taking to succeed. We have branched out to um, the relationships that we've had in the past. I get a lot of casting directors where they are just saying, hey, do you have these clients? And um, then I'm casting or helping cast their whole project because it's just safer and it's easier that way. And they know that they're going to get quality when they come our way. So that's kind of one of the ways we're And in this world of of acting and, and entertainment, How do you meet the people that you work with? And then ultimately, how do you decide that you want to put your brand behind theirs? Because ultimately, anything they do, you own, right? Well, I get a referral. So a lot of, excuse me, let me back up. Um, Clients now come to me via referral. Right. So um, let's say um, uh, Lisa Ray McCoy, she may say, hey, I have someone I think would be great for you or managers have come to me or other casting directors have brought clients our way. Then I meet or Zoom or we have this amazing conversation and we get to decide if it's a fit. Right. And then that's how we decide if we want to add our brand to them. Now, take us back to the early years. I mean, before you were a CEO, before you had your own business. What was the first job you ever had? And and talk about growing up. What was it like to be you? (laughs) Well, you know, funny story about that as well. I've been on my own since I was 15 years old. I graduated at, yeah, I graduated at high school at 15. Um, I had a child at 14, graduated at 15. You were just a baby. I was a baby, yes. So I've been on my own since I was 15 years old working since then. And all I knew was to work, go to school. I got my associate's degree. I studied computer programming. And I just kind of took off because I was independent and I knew what I wanted. But I've been on my own since I was 15. I had a child at 14, graduated high school at 15, got my associate's degree because I was determined to not have any more kids. Um, I was actually assaulted and that's how I got pregnant. Um, And um, I just made that decision from that point on to live life and be an example and not let a hardship change you. If that makes any sense. It, it did. So that was that your fuel? I mean, this moment in your life that others would allow to destroy them, you seem to, to take it on and you didn't let it destroy you. You allowed it to be your fuel. Correct. So take it back a little bit more. My mom um, is a quadriplegic. She was shot when she was 21. So she raised triplets as a quadriplegic. So myself growing up or with us, there was no, I can't. Things happen to you. You make the best of them. Right. So I've always had that independent fuel. And then we grew up with the there's no I can't. There is I need a little help. Can you help me? Some of those things. But you could never say I can't. So we grew up with we can do these things, put some effort into it, make it work. And that's kind of what my mentality has always been. Now, do you see that it's a challenge being a female as an agent in the entertainment space? 
When I first got into uh, the title, if you will, yeah, there was a lot of, you know, you know, boy, boy clubs, the man, man clubs, right? The good old boy clubs. And it was a little disheartening because, you know, my heart, I have a big heart and um, I didn't realize that that tough skin model, I just was in the understanding of why, why are they doing this? And why are they, cause it's a cutthroat world in here. And I thought everything was, you know, peace, love, and everybody worked together. And I realized quickly that it wasn't. And that's when I brought in that, you know, that, that tough love that I had growing up, like, okay, I'm not taking shit for nothing. Right. <laughs> like, you know what, we're going to do it like this. If you don't like it, d- deal with it. And that I easily clicked in just like that. Now you work with dozens of actors and actresses across the world. I mean, how do you, how do you decide your schedule? Like, do you give everybody the same amount of time? I mean, how do you find the time? Um, so with my talent agency, I tell my talent or I tell our, cause the, you know, I say we're all partners in business. You know, they, some, some of them thought that I was their employee. And I said, if I ever work for you, you'd have to pay me salary and I don't think you can afford me. So let's start with, let's just, we both partner in a relationship. You get your 90, I get my 10, everybody's happy, right? Let's just keep it 100. I'm the 10 percenter. Um, and so I said, you pick your poison. You can email me. If you text me, that becomes your advice, but you don't get all three. You don't get text, email, and then a phone call, and then this. We're not doing all that. No, you pick your poison, and then I have a structure. If you're going to book out, use the calendar. If we send you an audition, respond to the audition, right? So we kept it systematic so we wouldn't be all over the place while they were all over the place. And that's usually how it works. Now, are the expectations on you at times unrealistic? I mean, how do you set realistic expectations? Like, you can't, you can't book and be the performer. Um, I'm very real and honest with my talent. And I think that's why they love me. Um, a lot of them had the big shots. They had the CAAs, the WMEs, and then they decided to come with me because that was someone that they could talk to, that they could relate to. And that was going to give them real information. If their self tape is horrible, guess what? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you to redo it, or I'm not going to submit it. So there becomes a a quality that is expected, especially if you want to do something. And if you slap some things together, it shows a bad representation for us and we submitting that on, right? So we have communications that way. Does everybody want to talk to me on the phone? Absolutely. I've lost two clients because they wanted me available to be on a phone that could have been an easy text or an email for something. And I was away with my child and I tell them just like me, family first. Right. So, and I was like, and if that's what caused our relationship to end, Hey, I'm a mother, single mother. It is what it is. You know what I mean? And I'd understand for you. So, um, the expectations that they have sometimes, yes, it's overbearing. Um, do I clarify that? Absolutely. Do I tell them my office hours? Absolutely. Do I say, Hey, if you have a job or it's a booking, call me anytime, anytime, even if it's midnight, but if it's something that can wait till in the morning, respect my time. Do I take weekend phone calls? Absolutely not. Nope. Call me on the morning, call me in the morning, on Monday morning, Monday through Friday. You got me anytime you want to. So that's and that's the how way I keep my you scene. Found yes. your balance. Cause I found that the more successful a person's become or it becomes, that they can some along the way they, they lose that balance because they believe in order to maintain the success, 
I have to be all on all the time. And eventually they burn out. So is that what has prevented you? So did you have that moment? I did burn out. I did have that moment. I did. I was all over the place. I was everything and everyone for everybody. And then I wasn't everybody and everything for myself. And then when I started taking back my time and started, people actually started respecting that more, right? And they respect boundaries. And as we started talking about those boundaries, um, we built better relationships and they understood. So if you hear about me, you'll hear like LB doesn't play. No, seriously, I don't because I don't have time for it. If I'm on the phone with you for five hours, for two hours, a half an hour, and then you want me to go spend that same time that I could be looking for a job to change your life, my life, that's like a double whammy. And we're really not talking about anything. You're asking about why. As I'm asking you, are you training? What are you doing? How are you, uh, how are you keeping up relationships? What are you doing on your end that's going to help benefit me? That's just the 10 percenter. Because, again, you're the 90 percenter. <laughs> I'm the 10 percenter. So you're putting all this pressure on me. What are you doing? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. And But I've also found that in life, you've got three types of people. You got the how group. LB, how do I do it? You got the why group. Why would I do it that way? And then you were one of those, LB, that I call the I got it. You say, I got it. I'll figure it out. I'll go to my best friend, which is google.com, and I will get the answer. So when you're a high performance individual, working in an industry where there are thousands upon thousands of people competing for the same amount of jobs. What advice do you give them and, and how can you coach them? Well, okay. So let, let's take that back some. The type of clientele that I have, they're name listers. So they've been in this industry for years. Very often do I get a whole bunch of brand new or development clients. So we're all in that I got it situation. Now it's how do we collaborate to get those things that you want? Right. So that's what changes the paradigm for how we can make that work. If I have a person that is, woe is me, I don't know what to do. That is, I I don't, I, I can't relate to that department because I'm asking you, then you should be in school. You should be training. So when you're ready, then we can start. Cause I can believe in you, but I'm expecting you to do a whole bunch, especially if you're going to get 90%. Now I've heard from mix and a number of others in my community and circle, uh, that, there is an expectation on performers and, or actors and actresses in general to start to market themselves. That it's not like Correct. it was back in the day. Like, I don't know what the day was, but back in that day when someone else did it for you. So now they're having to create their own online persona, their own profile. Correct. Well, that's been going on for a long time, but since we start transitioning, you figure in your 19, uh, 2019, 2020, well, 2018, 2019, um, more so now so because we're looking at your creativity and while you're looking to get into something, you can now just create that world and people will pick it up and buyers will buy it. You know what I mean? So why not? Now these, you, you were independent. Yeah. And the people that you're working with, I mean, do they still go through lessons themselves? Do they work with coaches? Like how do you get Absolutely. better? How do they get better? You, well, you figure even the name Denzel Washington still trains. You know, you figure some big, they still train because you cannot just think you know everything. You don't know everything, right? So you want to constantly get a coach, be training, doing something so you can advance your career. And then based off of doing that, you meet other people, right? You meet other people. Even for your field, I'm pretty sure you listen to other things to, to, to get better, 
that's just what you do. If I just kept the skills of just being a talent agent and I'm not learning to be better at what I do, I would stay stuck in the same situation and I wouldn't have an opportunity to opportunity to grow. So yes, we expect you to stay in class or school or coached or whatever that is. So you can get better. If you're not booking, that's why. It sounds to me that what you've done is put yourself around people that are dedicated. When I look at dedication, the dedication is the highest form of love that when, when people tell me they, they haven't reached their goal or, or the, the thing that they wanted, I go, but you didn't want it because if you did, you would have achieved it. You would have achieved it. There if you you're dedicated, if you were dedicated to, to that thing, like you were to Netflix and that series that you were the, the name, the place or the person then you would see it through. So talk about dedication. How do I get in 2021? And most people say like their goals. I go, no, new mind. New year, new mind. What advice do you have people out there that want to change their mindset? Just do it. Change it. Like we can tell you whatever that is, but if you don't believe it in yourself, then what's the point? I can give you a whole list of things to do, but if you don't believe any of those things to do, what's the point? What are you doing to change your mindset if you know it needs to be changed? Are you reading books? Okay, well, here's a list of resources. What are you doing to do that, right? And that's what I say. And I'd say get in groups with other people, like-minded people, where you achieve and aspire to be. Those things, you know what I mean? Um, I I try, I love, I don't even love, I, I hate the word try. Try, we say try and you got to give like a hundred bucks, whatever. That's just, there's no such thing. It's a verb, I mean, that word does, it's not a verb. It, you you're not doing anything in a tri-state, right? So we say you either are or you're not. It's black or it's white. That, that's it. There is no in-between. There is no none of that. Are you doing it? So for 2021, just freaking do it. I, just do I love it. that because to me, it starts with you. You must do it. That that opportunity, that idea, that dream will not start. And I imagine every single person you work with that unless they made the decision, Unless they push themselves, they wouldn't be in it's that position they are. Exactly. You're just wishing and wanting, right? And then and then this is what I find. You you wish, you want, you get it, you're not prepared for it, right? And then it slips between your fingers. Well, you got what you asked for, but you weren't even doing your preparation to even be ready when you received it. So how do you enjoy it when it's there? Because the people you work with, they have achieved impossible things. They've been on the top of Everest. They've, they've summited that mountain. They've done the million-dollar records. They've, they've been in the shows. What's next? That's what we get to see. So a lot of people, you know, they took their careers, but they, they had other things that they wanted to do. So we start looking at what are those other things that you wanted to do, and we start putting out a strategy to get to that point as well. Because it's like, check, I did this. Okay, now I'm ready to add this to my wheelhouse. Right. And that that makes them uh, hyphenated because everybody's a hyphenate. Right. They all have multiple things. They're all creatives. So here, let's look at this now. Oh, you want to do voiceovers? Let's 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 see how you do, because I'll listen to you and be like, oh, my God, you have an amazing voice. So it sounds like you're running like a Montessori, that you're allowing the person to be creative and and develop. So it's it's it's, we're not robots. (laughs) That that's a beautiful thing. And so was that something, a style that you had from the beginning or is that something that developed? Um, no, I actually started with that. That's just, you know, but hearing you say it, I'm like, yeah, I guess that's what we did, but it's always been that way. That's all I knew. I didn't believe I can, my agency is not your typical one way. I never worked in the mail room. I never did all that stuff. I don't know anything about all that stuff. Right. 
I just did what I thought was right to do and what I thought was best with the client and I to do. And so that's what we did. But you didn't have the experience. How did you succeed, LB? Says who? Because I didn't work in a mailroom? I had to, I had the, we're going to do this. You believe in us. I believe in you. Let's go. That's it. There was no more. And if I needed to have questions, I could refer to some of my friends, some of my other agent or agency friends, and we did it. And that's how I did it. And if they told me something I didn't like, I went ahead and I said, nope, we're going to do it this way. And it worked. You were open to direction, but you were also dedicated. You had a cookbook. So talk about the cookbook. When you were coming book was if if I don't if they don't book, I don't eat. So at the end of the day, that's what it was. We're commission only. So if you don't work, I don't get paid. So at the end of the day, we have to figure something out, right? And that's what I did. That was my driving point. I'm a single mom, right? I living in a car. I've lived in a car. I was homeless for a second, owning an agency. Well, that was prior to me owning it. Right before I owned my agency, I was actually homeless. None of my clients knew that. But I had a huge, huge, huge loss on something, and I lost everything, and I lived in my car, pridefully. And I said, this is not going to happen. I don't live in this state. And I changed that within three, four months, had a big deal, changed my life again, and I'm back. So it was just like, I said, I am not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. This is what we're doing. And we started redirecting what was happening. And that's when that timetable came in. You cannot control all this space. And then I can't get work done. It's a, it's a double whammy. You have the luxury. Let me do what I do so we can all win. That is a powerful message. You know, I interviewed a gentleman by the name of Dan Pena, and he gave some advice, and he said, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I love that. And when I hear that, and I consider you a friend, I say that you have this mentality, LB, that no matter what happens, I'll keep getting back up. That no matter what happens, I won't quit, and ultimately, I will never become a volunteer victim. Because Thank we you. all know people around us that have allowed their for, their their unfortunate circumstances. circumstances. Well, I mm -hmm. was 14. I go, but that doesn't have to dictate the rest of your life. Exactly. I grew up in a exactly. foster home. That doesn't have to dictate the rest of your life. To me, it's now you know. Now you have empathy. But I find with you, LB, that is what you have and why you've been so successful in a space that has some of the most ruthless human beings on the face of the earth is that even with your tenacity, you still have empathy for the person that you want more for them ultimately than I probably they want for themselves. And so talk to those out there, those entrepreneurs that have that idea. They've been feeling bad for themselves and they want a new year, new mind, not new goals. They want to reprogram. Talk to them. I don't know how, well, I'm a spiritual person, right? I, I believe in God. Um, I, for COVID, I took up my Bible and I got closer and I had me time. And from there, I was able to heal myself. And then I just launched my GotCon, my private-based search engine. In a, a seven months, we did, I did this. Done in seven months, live now, you won't get searched. So what I'd say to you is talk to that inner you. Talk to that inner person, forgive that inner person, accept that inner person, pull strength from that inner person, and then go freaking shine.
kick butt while taking names because everybody has a purpose. And once you realize your purpose, you stand on your purpose and no man, nothing, no woman, no man, no situation can take your purpose away. And when you start standing in that, you get to live in that. And it might not be for the other people. That's okay. But it was for you. And then you're confident in that. And guess what? People are going to see it and they're going to say, oh my God, how did you do that? Because you stood in your purpose, not someone else's, but your own. Life's tough. LB is tougher. Thanks again, LB. Thank you. Thank you again, LB, for sharing your story. And to the listeners out there, you heard a woman that would not quit. She would not give up. She was relentless. She was dedicated. She's someone that sets the bar high each and every day for herself and for the people she works with. You see, her motto is do it with passion or don't do it at all. I challenge you. What are the things that you are passionate about? And ultimately, dedication is the highest form of love. What are you dedicated to? Life's tough. You can be tougher. See you next week, everyone.